Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. The Word can't bless you because you don't take the Word of God seriously. You don't, re- you don't read it. You don't crack your Bible all week. And a little dab is not going to do you. You have to, uh, to make the most of this year is a year is to have a year where you get back to the Bible. You see, and keep it and God will bless your life because you give priority to the word of God. What makes hearing the word of God and hearing God so valuable? D, hearing God speak through his word makes us wise. It makes you wise. Now, the talk shows and the political shows and 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 what I think shows and what you ought to do shows don't make you wise. Hearing God speak through his word makes you wise. Second Timothy 315 says, and that from childhood, say childhood, a little boy, a little girl, you have known the Holy Scriptures. And that's why I love it. Christmas and the resurrection speeches for Easter during that time of year. We have the kids coming up and they're quoting all those Bible passages from memory. They're dressed up, looking good on the stage before a whole host of people out there send their biblical uh, recitations and speeches on the stage is 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 building a spiritual foundation upon which they can stand. Parents, parents, parents. The wisest thing you can do for your child or children is to lay a spiritual foundation in them in your children, putting the word of God in them from infancy. From you say from infancy? Yes. Reading the word. So they the first thing they start identifying after they learn mama and dad dad uh, is 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 God. Jesus. You say uh, this is done by reading the word to them. Reading the word to them. That's teaching them to be still. They, they, they don't have a toy in their hand while you're reading. It means singing the word to them. You say, I can't sing. Sing on anyhow. They like it. All crackly. Jesus loves me. This I know. God will bless you for singing that crackly. Because there's power in the word. Not, not, how, not the condition of your voice. Your boy can be all rusty and raggedy and cracky. But if you quoting the word and singing the word is sweet to God and is giving your babies spiritual nutrition. And then praying over your children. You need to lay hands on those little children. And listen, don't stop laying hand on them when they two and three. Keep your hands on them. 
When they get 10, lay hands on them. When they get 15, oh, you better lay hands on them. And when they get 21, they out, really lay hands on them. Because they're no longer are they on, on your lap, they're on your heart. And oftentimes their problems become your problems. It, some, we ought to have some amens out there. That's right. And, but you know what? And sometimes they're going to mess up. Let's face reality. That devil is busy out there. But if you've instilled the word of God in them, at least they got something to come back to. But if you haven't put the word of God in them up front, what do they have to come back to? And you better be doing the same process over your grandchildren as well. This means you must fight for the very souls of your children. Satan, I'm going to tell you, Satan, that devil is a smart devil. He actually knows who he, who he can really get and who he can't get. Those he really can't get, he just going to harass them and just give them a hard time. But, but those who he can really get is those vulnerable ones, those, those ones who, who's still trying to get it together and, and, he, and he's after them. And you got to fight for the very souls of your children. Satan wants to destroy your children. And you say, no, he don't. No, he doesn't. Well, then just listen to him talk. Listen to what they're listening to. See what they're looking at on television. See what they're engaging in on the Internet. You better check everything out and be very investigative with your children. Parents, you only have one time to raise your children. They're not going to be children 15 times. You say, well, I, I didn't know any better back then, but I do now. Well, then start now. Start now. You have a sit together at the table and bless the food and talk about what did you learn today from that message? What, what are you going to put in action? And then say what you learned. Ex- then they'll listen because they know you're going to ask them, what did you learn from the sermon today? But if you didn't get nothing, you can't share nothing. Ooh. Won't y'all say amen? amen? Let me tell you something. What makes, what makes the word, the, the word, the voice of God so valuable? The inner, you have to understand, the inner man is strengthened through the hearing of God's word. The inner man is strengthened through the hearing of God's word. Ephesians chapter three, verse 16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in the inner man, the inner person, the inner self. It is the word of God and the spirit of God that strengthens us. It is the word of God and the spirit of God that matures us. It is the word of God and the spirit of God that renews the inner man, the inner self, the inner person. Spiritual power transcends physical power. Spiritual power transcends physical strength. Refuse to be negligent by giving priority to physical exercise for the physical body 
while leaving your innermost being and your soul spiritually impoverished. Now, some of you got big biceps, you hard, you you can you just solid as a rock. You got you don't have no fat on you. you don't, now, some of us we got room to grow. we got we got a big job this year. I mean, so we got big we got a big job. It's the new year. Time to time to get shed some pounds. Amen. Amen. For most of us, including me too, we all can can lose some. But some of y'all, y'all go and you work at it, and you work at it, and you get in this, you get in this marathon, you do this, you do these hard workout. But do you work as hard spiritually to develop your inner person, your soul, your spirit? Do you exercise that through the word of God, through prayer, through hearing God? You can be physically strong and pick up a thousand pounds and be a spiritual wimp because you don't know the word. Hearing God next, hearing God is valuable because it provides peace in the midst of turbulent times. Hearing God is so valuable because it provides peace in the midst of turbulent times. And I don't have to convince you today that times are terrible. You just look at five minutes of news, not 20 minutes, just five minutes at any time of the day. And you'll identify that we're in turbulent times. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. See, God gives gives peace that the world can't give. The world offers a false sense of peace. Like the commercial say, you, you're in good hands with all state. That's just a cliche. That's just sounding good stuff. You're not in good hands with all state. You're in good hands with God. Okay. You in good hands with God. God, no, nobody can offer you peace, but God, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So don't sit here and allow yourself to be troubled by all the things you see. If I got, if I got troubled by everything I saw, what in church that's not right, in, uh, on television that's not right, on, on the internet that's not right, in the political arena that's not right, I would be a hot mess. And you would too. And some of y'all in a hot mess. That's why your heart's troubled. Beloved, seeking peace apart from Christ is futile. You need to write that down. Seeking peace apart from Christ is vain and futile. Peace will not come through money. A whole lot of folks got a whole lot of money. You can be a billionaire and not have peace. Peace will not come through entertainment. There are people who are entertainers who commit suicide. Peace will not come through social media. Information overload. It will not come through popularity. It will not come through social life. Some of y'all go from concert to concert to event to event. You want you what are happening 
you, you always what happening is, but when you leave there, you just as empty. Peace does not come from your career. Your career cannot satisfy you. Peace, inward peace comes through Christ alone, who will give you spiritual rest. You can't have spiritual rest until you first have what? Spiritual what? Peace. And spiritual peace provides spiritual rest, which will calm your troubled hearts. Also, you would be wise. Listen to this. Also, you'll be wise indeed if you refuse to focus on things that keep you unsettled. There are some things that just get on your nerves, just make you sick. But you keep focusing on it, make you mad, but you're still getting in it and getting more mad. Get out of it. Refuse to focus on things that keep making you mad, keep you unsettled, keep you anxious and keep you disturbed. And when Satan can keep you in that state of mind, Satan takes advantage of you. You cannot minister with your words and you cannot bless anybody because you always unsettled. You always anxious and you're always disturbed because you keep your mind fixated on those things that are troubling you. Next, your life radiates the presence of God. Your life radiates the presence of God through hearing God's word. Do you know that your life radiates? Jesus just emanates from you. When you hear God's word, uh, a very critical passage on this is Acts chapter four, verse 13. And it says, now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, you know, they didn't have PhDs. They weren't valedictorians, salutatorians and all the other stuff. It says they perceived that they were uneducated, common men, not now, listen, it's wonderful to be educated, but you can be an educated fool. You can be educated and be lost. You can be educated on your way to hell. Getting a Ph.D. doesn't qualify you for heaven. The scripture says they perceive that these were uneducated and common men. Ordinary. And people were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Didn't have education. Wasn't in the who's who. But folk took note that they had been with Jesus. I want you to hear me well, people. It is possible to be educated. It is possible to be successful. It is highly possible to be influential. Yet people do not see Christ in you even though you are educated, successful, and influential. Like Peter and John, your life should give evidence that you have been with Jesus. Like Peter and John, your life should give evidence that you have been with Jesus. It ought not take for five years to discover that you're a Christian. I mean, people can just walk by and the way you carry yourself, the way you dress, you say you're a Christian and there's some Christians who dress inappropriately 
And you say you're a Christian, they have a hard time believing you're a Christian because you're scaring them with all the stuff you have on you. You know, if you're a Christian, you ought to look like a Christian. You ought to dress like a Christian. You ought to act like a Christian because you are a Christian. Christians ought to wear Christian T-shirts and attire. People ought to see you come in the room and they see your Bible in your hand. They see they see the way you talk. And and you say, uh, uh, have a spiritually prosperous new year. What is all that? That's that's, how is your holiday season going? And they're used to saying holiday, you know. So when you start talking uh, biblical language, the Bible doesn't say anything about holidays. Uh, Those feasts and all those things in the Bible, they were holy ceremonies. Uh, Christmas is a holy advent season. Now, they've changed holy to holly because people can't take holy. And people would tell me, well, you misspelled it. You said H-O-L-Y, then you got a little space, and D-A-Y. No, I didn't misspell it. I'm not going to spell it H-O-L-I-D-A-Y. That's what the world want to do. Because the more you write holy, then it, it heightens your consciousness about being holy. And then you'll, you won't sit there and drink yourself to death during Christmas. Because you're thinking holly and not holy. You can, you can drink a fifth of everything on your holly. <laughs> yeah, holly it up. But when you say holy, all of a sudden you say, you know, I think this is too much. This part is getting beyond what I can handle. I don't think this is the place for me to be in because this is not what Christmas is really all about. The Christmas is about the birth of Christ and I want to represent him in a holy way because he is a holy God and in him I move, I live and I have my being and without him I am absolutely nothing. Can people take note that your life gives evidence that you have been with Jesus. Christians dress so badly. They lost their dignity of dress. They lost their dignity of hair. You know, everything about you ought to send a message. How you smell. That's right. You ought not be musty and stinky talking about come to Jesus. Take a bath. Didn't say come to Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Don't, don't work against the gospel. Work. Be in harmony. In concert with the scripture. Be presentable. Don't lose your dignity. Remember you, you need to remember who you are and whose you are. I'm a child of the king. There's a song that I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king in Jesus. You know. I'm a child 
of the King. You're a child. You're a child of the King. You're a child of the King. Ben was praying with uh, the group, my prayer group this morning, and he was laying hand praying on me. He's already laughing, doing whatever I say. And the last thing Ben said, Father, let Pastor Draper preach till he preach all the hell out of all the people that come. <laughs> he shook us up in there. We were no more good. He said, Lord, until he preached the hell out of all the people. In Jesus' name, amen. I said, man, what did what, what, what you just pray? It wasn't even long. It wasn't a long prayer, but it shook the whole room. We were all messed up. That's why folks folks so hard to preach to. They come with a whole lot of heavy stuff in them. And I have to preach hard to get this spiritual castor oil in you. Okay, so let me let me give this last insight with some insights under it. If you desire to make the most of your year. It is extremely important that you allow the Lord to help you manage your time. There's no such thing as having a great year with with a mismanagement of time. If you desire to make the most of your year, it is extremely important that you allow the Lord to help you manage your time wisely. Colossians chapter four, verse five says, conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders. You ought not be looking like a fool before people cussing and fighting. You'll not fight in church. You'll not fight in the home. And you'll not be fighting on the job. And some of y'all, some of y'all are just riotous. You fight over anything. And some of y'all even throw cuss words in there. You know why it's so easy to cuss nowadays? Because everybody's cussing. Cussing is epidemic. One of your new year's commitments should be, I am determined that I will not cuss this year. I'm going to pray that the Lord change my language. Matter of fact, it's indicative of the fact that your vocabulary is lacking. I'm not going to cuss. Some of y'all use the Lord's name in vain. The Bible says, I'll preach back on that. I did it years ago. I got to bring that back. The Bible says, you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. Some of you need to make a commitment that you're not going to use the Lord's name in vain this year. You just say, oh God, look at that. Oh Jesus, I love, where's my cup? Uh, oh, 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 girl, don't tell me. Oh Lord, have mercy. And you, in, common, in common conversation, you just throw the name of Christ around so flippantly, the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God, doesn't mean anything to you. And you just use it any, any kind of way. When you say God, you ought to mean God. When you say Jesus, you ought to mean Jesus. When you say Christ, the Messiah, you ought to mean that. And you ought to, tr- you ought to have a reverential awe about the name of Jesus. Don't play with the name of a holy God. That ought to be a commitment this year. You see. So conduct yourself wisely toward outsiders making the best use of the time. This means you must not allow Satan, people or things to steal your time. 
If you're going to manage your time wisely, things such as being addicted to television, you need to cut back 50 percent or more. Addicted to social media, just live on it. You know everything about everything. But how does that make you spiritual? You know, what's that, whatever going on, folk you haven't seen in 40 years, you know what they're doing. But how's that developing your life? Who I saw her? You see on Facebook, she, she used some deodorant. So what? You, what eternal value is, is her using some deodorant? What need is that to be on social media? I just fixed some bacon and eggs. Come on. Life is too short. To give a person a moment-by-moment accounting of your secular life. Some of you got too much video games. you surfing the internet. Some of you excessive sport. I like sports, but I'm not a, such a sport addict that I can't do without it. It's not going to keep me from preaching. I know when to cut it off. I know when to see a quarter of it. I know when to look at the first quarter, cut off the middle two, and then come back at the end. <laughs> See, I str- I'm strategic because I got things to do. I just can't sit there. All the, unless I intentionally go to somebody's house or somebody's man cave and see what's going on. It says for overindulging and listening to music, social life, and being in too many organizations. Some of y'all know who's who and you enjoy it. You know, all that social stuff, all that, everything you in, you, you, you in all this stuff, you're in a member of this. And you, I don't want to start calling on that stuff. I can't call it. I'm going to miss some of them. And you in all that stuff, you plan to be in, you plan to go to those conferences and meetings and you're dressing this kind of way and you got to do this and you got to do that. And it just keeps you absolutely busy and you can't even tithe to God in his church. Cut down on so you're not that important. You can make the most of your year. You got to find some of that stuff you need to get out of. All of which can hinder you from managing your time wisely. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.